Hey kids, it is me, Ice School Robots, and we are back for another super exciting, super fun episode of World Famous. This time out, we're gonna we're gonna open up a fig. We're gonna talk about some stuff. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. It's gonna be awesome. But until that awesomeness comes, Grandmaster Grandpa, kick that beat. Okay, Ice Robot. Let's get this party started right. Let's get this party started quickly. This is world's famous with IC robot. What is up, everyone? It is I, the man who could do the impossible. I see robots himself. I I got to um before before we get too far into this, I have a disclaimer of sorts. I I got the rest of my dental work done, and they they did a whole bunch of stuff. And right now, I can't I can't articulate as well as I do sometimes. I have some. I have some dental work in there. I got some uh some different teeth and like the 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 shape. The shape is different and I'm having I'm having a hard time with S and I'm having a hard time with sh. And there's like there's like a couple others. You don't you don't really think about how much um the, the like the shape of your mouth and and these things like affect your overall your overall speaking ability until until there there's like a change, but bear with me through this. This is gonna, this is gonna be like a, like a learning experience for, for all of us. I'm gonna learn, you're gonna learn about me, you're gonna learn about everything else. I, I'm trying to think if there's anything else going on besides that. Honestly, not a lot of the, uh, not a lot of the this and the that, because when you, when you, when you get like dental work done and all these things, it's just like, it's, it's all consuming, man. It is like, an all-consuming endeavor, and lately, that's like all I've all I've been up to. But it's over. It is over now. I'm sure there's going to be some like fine-tuning and like tweaking and stuff. But like, it's over. It's done. This seven-month ordeal of dental work and implants is it's finally finished. And from this point forward, I can like I can go on in my life and try to just try to try to learn and love and live and do all do all these things that uh that make us people that make us uh what what we are as as a community. I hope that I hope that you guys are doing well. I hope that you've taken a listen to my travails of uh, dental work and have decided that maybe Maybe you're gonna like overall go and try to improve your dental health. It's it's arduous. There's there's a bit of shame. There's a bit of a, all these all these things involved with it. But I know you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. Because look, I'm nobody special. I mean, I am special in certain ways, but like I'm nobody with any kind of like amazing abilities or whatever. So if I can do it, you can do it too. So let's uh, we're gonna leave all this in the past. We're never we're never gonna bring it up again. We're gonna. We're gonna just drop it. We're gonna move forward, unless unless I make a flub, unless I make a slip up. But we're gonna move forward. We're gonna have fun. Let's uh let's just jump into the next bit right now. I guess this was this was the secondary intro of the of the program. A big sound, a big Hello. This is Susan Broyle for the IC Robots Radio Committee to have healthy teeth. Please cut down on your sugar intake and make sure to floss at least three times per day. Use a thick piece of nautical rope and a sponge on a stick to get deep down in the cracks. Pause the show now to go and rinse out your mouth with sea water. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Pooptronic Cellular. 
the galaxy's leader in outer space mobile service. You all know me. I'll catch this bird for you, but it ain't gonna be easy. This shark, swallow you whole. Down you go. You gotta do it quick. But it's not gonna be pleasant. I value my neck a lot more than 3,000 bucks, Chief. Find him for three, but I'll catch him and kill him for ten. You gotta make up your minds. I don't want no volunteers. I don't want no mates. There's too many captains on this island. For that, you get the head, the tail. Thank you very much, Mr. Quint. We'll, uh, we'll take it under advisement. Mr. Mayor, Chief. Thank you very much, Mr. Quint. And now I see robots will open up an action figure of Quint from Jaws. You're uh, darn tootin' right. I, I have this figure right here in my hand. It's a figure by NECA, the, the great toy maker that I've recently gotten into. What it is, is a Jaws shark battle Quint. I myself, I like Jaws. Everybody likes Jaws. Everybody thinks Jaws is great because there is no disputing the fact that Jaws is great. And one of the, one of the things that makes it makes it so cool is you have the the three dudes who are going out to battle the shark you got richard dreyfus you got roy scheider and then you have quint and each of these each of these three characters sort of they have like different attributes that would would lead you to to kind of feel the vibe of them and out of the three the one that i've always vibed with the most is this guy quint let's uh let's pause for a second and find something out about quint before we open this up and move on. Quint was a grizzled, seasoned shark hunter who once resided on the island of Amity, MA in the Shanty Seaside port of Menemsha. Running a bootleg distillery and a whale oil business, as well as a weekend charter service, Quint captained the Orca and became part of local law after his last trip out to sea in a bid to capture a giant rogue killer shark. Hired to catch the shark, Quint was joined by the chief of Amity Police Department, Brody, and visiting ichthyologist, Hooper serving as crew. I think that that's everything that you uh, would need to know about this guy. He sells whale oil. This is this is how old school this homeboy is. He um he lights his lamps with whale oil let's uh let's take a look um he is i'm gonna say like eight inches tall he's kind of amigo scale he has a soft good gear like he has a jacket and a shirt let's let's just pop this open there's no tape on the top i wanted to get out the arthur fonzarelli brand switch and do some of that but there was in fact no tape up there let's pull him out the box the box is nice. It has a picture of the shark and everything on it. He has, he has like numerous accessories. He has a machete. He has a stick, two beer cans. He has four hands, a rifle, and then another rifle. Let's, uh, let's pull him out. We have to snip this one here. Snippity snip, snip, snip one around his waist. They, they got him tied in here. I got the Vidal Sassoon brand scissors in my hand. I, can I snip him from the back? No, I can't get it from the back here. Let's, um, I'm afraid to, that I might rip his, his jacket. He has, like, a green, like, army surplus jacket, and I don't want to, I'm trying to find the best place. Maybe just right here. Let's just, let's just have at it, I guess. I think, 
think I might have... Did I get it? Yeah, I did get it. Oh, it, it goes around twice. How nice, NECA. You double looped him in there. Thanks. I don't, I don't even think they have to loop them. These guys are held so tight into the card that I can't even imagine, like, that they could fall out by mistake. But we got, we got good old Quint out here. He has an army jacket, a blue denim shirt. His baseball hat comes off. I, I think that's interesting technology, because in the day, they could never make a hat that would stay on a figure. If you put a hat on them, they looked, they looked ridiculous. But this one goes on and looks perfect. Let's, let's see if he can stand up. He looks just like Quint from the movie. Let's, Let's pull some of these things out here. Let's get, let's get them. Oh, this is a tray holding these pieces in. Let me, um, let me do a snippity snip snipper. Pull that out. Remove this tray. This one tray down here holds the beer cans and the extra hands and everything you're going to want to make the perfect quint. I, I saw this on the shelf over at the Target, and I wanted it, and I looked at it for like, I honestly looked at it for like two or three weeks straight before I decided, decided to take the plunge. I don't know, there's just something about this, like, really, really drew me in. Right now, I just put the bat in his hand, and I put the, uh, the machete in his hand. His elbows are a bit stiff, that's to be expected with a new figure. Let's take his hat off. He also comes with a headband because at one point he switches to a headband because he's in he's in the thick of a battle with a with you know an evil shark and he's just he's sweaty. He has sweat. The headband goes on perfect. This guy, he looks so great. His face is honestly it's just it's just like the character in the movie and these accessories are dynamite. Here's a beer can. Let's see uh if it fits in his hand. It as a matter of fact, it does. How cool is that? Just, just dynamite. He has, he has an extra hand here that is made for holding the beer can. It's, it's, and it goes right in there. Perfect. Let's, um, let's take his hand off and switch to the beer can hand. Put that one in there. A perfecto. Just, it looks like, it looks great. And we'll put the, uh, the other hand on here because the beer can hand is uh without a glove and this one is gloved we'll put the gloved ungloved hand on both sides perfecto let's uh let's put the machete in his hand i really do dig this guy i've always liked the, the like the eight inch scale figures i've never i've never had a vast collection it's always been like three three quarter inch like gi joe and stuff but i i've always admired the dope accessories that can come with a come with a larger figure like this and man he he has some good accessories. I, I've just started. I've only bought like two NECAs so far. And they come with a bunch of cool stuff. All of them come with a bunch of cool stuff. And I might dive in to the Universal Monsters of the NECA. But I wonder what should I do with the accessories? Like what do you guys do with like the extra hands and the things that come along with your, with your dude? Because I don't want to lose these things because that's what... That's what makes it so fun is that Quint has like two different beer cans and a rifle and a headband. But like, where should I put them? Maybe like in a little plastic baggie and just like start like a bin with little baggies inside of it. Like maybe take like a little sandwich bag, put them in there and then write Quint on it so that I, that I know that these all belong to Quint. 
Even though, like, the crushed beer can is going to be a sign that this does, in fact, belong to Quint. But, uh, the, the less said about that, the better. Honestly, on my show, the less said about anything, the better. But this guy, I would definitely recommend this figure. He cost, like, $30, which is... Which is more than I, I like to spend, to be honest. I'm like a $10, $15 kind of guy, but I I don't know. There was something about him that just, like, just spoke to me. And I got to admit, the Hooper, is that his name? The Richard Dreyfus, He also speaks to me. And if I see him again on the shelf, I might I might take the plunge. Because it's kind of like, once you got Quint, you might as well get the rest of the crew of the Orca, right? That's the, the name of the boat, the Orca. I think. I'm pretty darn sure. But, man, I give this guy, like, an A+. Let me bend his knees. His knees bent. He dropped his beer can under under the desk. Shout out to Preston. Me and this guy Preston from uh, Retrofied Magazine. We got beef, and that beef is real. But I, I digress. Shout out to him because he's obsessed with underneath my desk. The lair underneath my desk. Him, him and his whole uh, video game convention. Shout out... Shout out to the Southern Fried Convention. Got beef with those guys, too. They've never had me as a guest. Would I come? More than likely not, but it would be nice to nice to have the offer out there. But anywho, this, this Quint is beautiful, man. Really, really great figure. Despite the bad blood out there between me and at Squared Stiff on the tweet, despite that bad blood, I still got to give this figure a big fat A+. Plus. Thank you very much, Mr. Quint. Charge it. Thank you very much. Charge This week in Japanese League Baseball. This is Derek, the IC Robots Radio International Sports Correspondent on location in Tokyo for this week in Japanese League Baseball. As we hit the end of the second month of the season, rookie sensation Steve Balboni Jr. has racked up 15 doubles, 15 triples and a league leading 15 round trippers. It's a rare occurrence known as the triple 1-5, or the 3-15, depending on what part of the Japan you come from. I personally call it the Trey, Uno, Cinco but that is because I am from California. When reached for comment about the statistical high point Balboni Jr. had, no comment. He is a solitary man known for his taciturn nature and for being a tower of power like his father. Noted MLB great and the man who proved the existence of Sasquatch. Steve Balboni, truly an all-time great. This is Derek for This Week in Japanese League Baseball. That was This Week in Japanese League Baseball. this week's flea market acquisitions i went to the flea market and i bought a couple things na 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 it's uh you know flea market season is in full swing right now my dudes it is out there and it is going on so if you have a flea market near you i recommend i recommend going to check it out dude because it is it's jumping it is jumping out there we got um we got the one Santa Rosa flea market out on Santa Rosa Avenue, and then we got the uh, the recently booming again flea market out in Sebastopol, the Migley's flea market. And we hit we hit both almost every week, not like every single single week, but at least you know like every other week or so we do go to both, and every every single week we do go to one at least. That was like that was like uh, too long of a description just to say that like. Sometimes I go to both, but I always go to at least one. But this past week, we did go to both. And it was 
it was fun. The The summer's been really mild as so far, and I, I, I'm happy. Praise, Praise Bob Dobbs for every every single nice day we're having so far. Like, today, today's like 72. The other day was like 70. It's supposed to get as high as like 80 next week. It's... It's very mild. It actually rained a little bit the other the other week, like um like a cold rain, not like a warm summer rain. Very very strange, very nice weather. So it's made the the flea marketing pretty pretty mellow as well. So there's there's a lot of vendors, a lot more than you might see around this time when it when it's usually like a little bit hotter. And it's a nice a nice variety of vendors. The 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 flea market vendors kind of fall into different categories. You have like professional people who are selling like you know different goods, bootleg toys, things like that, tools or whatever. Then you got guys who do like storage units and they're there every week. And these guys are pros too. And then you got people who were just like trying to get things out of their house and they come to the flea market to to just get rid of things at low prices. And it's nice when you have like. Like a wide, a wide range of like all, all three of the the categories of people. And this, this past week, man, we 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 hit some good licks. Let's um, let's just jump into that. The the first thing I got was at the Sebastopol flea market, and I, I might have talked about these a couple of weeks ago. They kind of, they kind of slid under the radar as far as me like buying them because I kind of bought them and then I sat them aside. So I don't know, I don't know if I fully got into it, but I got three three record albums. Shout out to my dude Dave. He uh recently gifted me a nice a nice turntable to replace the the okay turntable that we already had but I got I got three records for the for the turntable I got blue oyster cult some enchanted evening this one this is one has Godzilla kick out the jam don't fear the Reaper I wonder if this is like some kind of a best of because that looks like a lot of hits to have on one one record then I got two go-go's records I got vacation and I got Beauty and the Beast. I I really do like the Go Go's quite a bit, but I only I only know the singles to be honest. Like I only know what you what you hear on the radio. But I I like them every time I I hear them on the on the good old radio dial. Speaking of speaking of radio, a beloved Bay Area radio station has been reborn from the ashes. Yes, Live One Hundred Five. 105.3 out of San Francisco is again alive. This station, this station has had like more twists and turns, but it's a beloved local uh, alt radio station that everybody of my generation, the generation after, we grew up on this station. It's it's been a mainstay, but recently they did this switch to one of those one of those like Bob FM kind of formats, and people just weren't having it. And it turns out. They weren't having it enough that they actually brought Live 105 back with a lot of the original cast members, like the program director, uh, Aaron Axelson. They brought back a bunch of the original DJs. A lot of, lot of fun there. So it's interesting. Every week I go to the Sebastopol Flea Market. I thought this place was gone forever. I thought I'd never go there again, but I in fact go there every single week. And then the radio station I thought I would never hear again for the rest of my life is now back on the radio dial. Very, very interesting times that we live in. You never, you never know. Honestly, never say never is the lesson of this. Never say never, because I said never to both these things, and they are both now back. Let's, uh, let's take a look here at this other... This other thing I got. This one I got at the Santa Rosa Flea Market. There's a dude there named Terry. His name is Terry. Everybody calls him the Star Trek guy because he is the guy when it comes to Star Trek merch. Homeboy was, like, so into it back in the days, the day of Playmates, the Playmates toys, the figures. He was so into it that he bought multiples of everything, and he's he's at the flea market selling these things week in and week out. But this week, 
He brought something out that I did not expect to see. It is a Playmates, Star Trek Playmates action figure collector case. It holds 12 figures. I love, I love action figure collector cases. I think it's so fun to get one of these, put your figures in it, then kind of set it aside, then later you can open it up and you go, oh look, here's some figures in here. As a matter of fact, I also bought a figure from my guy, Terry the Star Trek guy. I got, I got Ensign Rowe from Deep Space Nine. She was also on Next Gen. She was also on some of the more recent things on Paramount+. Plus. I, I've always enjoyed this character and I never had a figure of her, so I got her. She was on the card. I opened her up. Cost a dollar. His figures always cost a dollar. They're on the card and they cost a dollar. He also has a giant bin full of like loosey goosey figures that also cost a dollar. This guy, this guy's the best. I love this guy, Terry. When you go up to his booth, he goes, he always goes, Trekkie spoken here, Trekkie spoken here. And then, then we talk Trek. Dude is the best. My guy, Terry. Shout out to Terry at the flea market, the Star Trek guy. Also shout out to Mighty Matt D. Mighty Matt D does not get enough love here on the network. He's a longtime show patron, longtime supporter, longtime cool guy. Big shout out to Mighty Matt D. And with that, we're going to jump forward. I got a new tune from Grandmaster Grandpa and of all people, Tomek. Derek's weightlifting coach, Tomek. So let's, let's jump into that right now. What time is it? It's time for Grandmaster Grandpa and Tomek with their new song. All rings for Tomek. On a ring ain't enough. Two ring ain't enough. Three four five ring. It ain't enough. Until then, game on. This is Tomek in the place to be. He went to Krakow University and ever since kindergarten he acquired the knowledge and after 6th grade he went right to college. Tomek is the most strong, the strongest man in the world. He can lift a house and turn it upside down. Tomek out. Peace. Yo, I see robots. Kick the ballistics. Ici Robo is over at the Dollar Tree by Safeway. Hey, this is me, Ice Robots, and I am over at the Dollar Tree on the Bennett Valley side of town, the one that's next door to the Safeway. I just, I just dipped in to grab a thing of cough drops while I was while I was over here. I like, I like the mentholated feeling of a nice cough drop. I just dipped in to get those, but I'm, I'm looking at the toys while while I'm here, and I think I'm gonna get this Volkswagen 1976. It's a Golf MKT. It's a little small hatchback. I, I think I'm gonna get this. Uh, there's there's kind of a lull right now in the releases of the final faction, so I don't even really bother to look over there. But you know, it's always it's always cool over the dollar. Fun just kind of walk around and see what you can see. I just saw some uh, Mandalorian bath bombs. They had a little bath bomb that looked like a uh, baby Yoda. What's that guy's name? Grogu. They had. They had a Grogu bath bomb, and they had a Mandalorian bath bomb over there. They, they have all kinds of fun, wacky, wacky stuff like that. There was also, also baby uh, Grogu uh, body wash, like a little, little body wash with him, with him on it. I wonder, 
I wonder what that smells like. I wonder if you wind up smelling like a like a little green goblin that eats that eats frogs. I <laughs> I sure hope not. Anyhow, I'm gonna I'm gonna go right now. I just I had my recorder in my pocket, and it's been so long since I've been over here with this. So I I was trying to record some bird sounds over at the park, but uh, that didn't work out too too well because there are some people over there with a Bluetooth speaker. I don't. I don't know why you go walk around in the woods with a Bluetooth speaker. It's like, get some earphones, man. You know, Bluetooth technology exists, so just uh, get some earphones, man. Those, those speakers are whack. But, but anyhow, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna move along now. i gotta got to go get in line to pay for, pay for these three things here. And I might, I might go back and get that body wash. I'll let you know what it smells like. And now a world's famous exclusive. Icy robots, deep in the sprawling redwood forest trying to record the cry of the elusive California blue-billed songbird, when he is interrupted by Mumbo number 5. This is the actual recording. Okay, no, hold still. This is, that's it, that's the bird. Let me, let me get record. today is a book I just finished called The Eighth Wonder of the World. Andre the Giant by Bertrand Hebert and Pat Laprade. This is, this is by far the most definitive book on Andre the Giant you will ever want or ever need in your entire life. It's like 412 pages Andre-licious news. I I think I might have just coined a phrase there, Andre Licious. I don't even, don't even know why I said that. Don't even know why that came out. But this one, this was a very dense, very, uh, very thorough book. Very, like, very, very thorough. They have, the main crux of the book, I think, is there's a lot of time spent trying to separate what was the myth of Andre the Giant and what was the real life of Andre the Giant. Back, back in the day, and even, like, to a smaller extent today, wrestlers really lived their gimmick 24-7. In, in the days when you're trying to convince people that the sport was, like, a legitimate competitive sport, you had to... You had to stay in the role of Andre the Giant forever, and this character of Andre the Giant, he played a mythical, it's like a, a mythical giant. There's no other, there's no other term for him. He's just like a giant. That's, that's who Andre is. He, he played the role of this giant, and in doing so, he had to, he had to kind of fabricate a childhood. He had to, he had to fabricate tales of being like a young giant growing up on the countryside, flipping boulders and all these, all these things like that, knocking trees down with the, with the side of his hand being a lumberjack. In the in the day, the story was Andre was like a, a French lumberjack. And that he lived in the forest like Paul Bunyan and, and knocked trees down. But 
this book goes really far out of its way to like try to find out what was the real story of the person Andre Rusimov. I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. If you have any interest at all in Andre the Giant, this is the book that you want to read. You learn so much about his early life, his early career, all these all these exploits he had through the American South, the American Southwest wrestling and wrestling in territories. A guy like Andre a guy like Andre is best served in wrestling in the day, in the day wrestling, the, the territorial regional days. He's best served as, as kind of like a traveling attraction. If people see him too much, the, the glow of being a giant does kind of come off. So you got to you gotta move him from town to town, like area to area. And he has so many interesting stories of just like traveling the country, being here for a while, being there for a while living on the road. It's all it's all very exciting. All very well written, very very well planned out. I can't I can't recommend this one high enough. If you want to know anything at all about Andre, this is this is the one for you. You you kind of discover that Andre didn't he didn't get struck with his gigantism until like his late to mid 20s. In 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 his early days, he was like a tall guy, 6 foot 9, 6 foot 10, but then like the gigantism started to kind of settle in and it it, for, it caused his body to kind of kind of malform where his head grew and his feet grew his hands grew really large his his body grew really large and Andre personally lived a life of excess he lived the life of a giant with giant loves giant taste giant adventures giant everything and this this led to him getting just bigger and bigger and heavier and more bloated and more gigantic over the years until he became like this monster that we knew toward toward the end of his life. They talk about how he he first got discovered with with the gigantism, which is kind of it's like a you get like a tumor on your brain that causes your pituitary glands to, to kind of malfunction and cause you to grow in, in different different directions. And he 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 was diagnosed with this in Japan, and people aren't sure if maybe they didn't explain to him well enough what was going on, or maybe there was like translation errors going on because they say that Andre the Giant was 100% against getting the surgery to remove the the tumor on his brain. It's not it's not a common thing, but it does come up and usually they just they surgically remove the tumor and the the growing stops. You kind of stop where you are at that point like the the giant Paul White in wrestling, he had this. They removed it. He stayed the same. Uh, giant Silva, the 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 Pride Fighter, famed MMA fighter, Giant Silva, he had this. They removed it, and he he stayed the same size. But Andre did not have it removed, and it just it caused him to become more and more malformed over life. It's very very sad tale, and he, and they talk about how Andre knew this, and he knew that he wasn't going to live a long life, and he was determined to just live to the excess, live to the excess, drinking 45 beers a day, drinking 26 bottles of wine, eating like an entire tuna from the ocean. He he was a man of uh, many, many large excesses, but good book. While we are on the topic of wrestling, one of one of my favorite childhood wrestlers, the Iron Sheik, recently recently passed away. I I was saddened by this. I was lucky enough to get the chance to meet the uh, the great Sheik once. They they did a wrestling show at the fairgrounds. It was this was during like the heyday of the WWF Attitude Era, and wrestling was so hot that they brought it to the Sonoma County Fairgrounds and. They arranged it to where they had like a few legendary figures up on top. There was like the Honky Tonk Man, the uh, Iron Sheik was going to be there, and then there was a couple others whose 
names are eluding me. I've tried to put some thought into this, but I can't remember. There was a couple other legends, and then then a bunch of, like, local guys. I remember Moondog Moretti was there, guys like that, and it was sort of like the underneath guys were, were trying to put on good matches, and then they brought out, like, the Honky Tonk Man, and he was going to, like, do the Honky Tonk Man song and have, like, a quick match, and the, the Sheik was going to have, like, a quick match and destroy somebody, some local guy. But before before the show started, they had uh, an autograph signing, and the dudes were signing for free. Honky Tonk Man for free. Iron Sheik for free. And when we... When we got there, we, we weren't aware ahead of time that this was going to be the case. And it was like, you had to bring your own stuff. They didn't have, like, free pictures. Or they weren't even selling anything. They were just sitting at a table, signing autographs and shaking hands. But when we when we got in there, the um he was one of the most whacked out people that I had seen in person. And he was, he was up and he was screaming. He was screaming at the honky-tonk man. He's like, honky-tonk man, you jabroni, I will break your back. I will make you humble. And he's like... He's, like, yelling at Honky Tonk the whole time. And I don't think Honky Tonk was, like, in on this because he didn't look scared or worried or anything. But he was kind of, he's kind of turning away from, uh, from you know, the, the guy who's yelling at him, sort of hoping that it will stop. But he, he, he went on. He's just like, Honky Tonk, man, I will get you after the match. I will suplex you after the match. And it was, it was one of the wildest things we had seen at the time. And we're like, you know, we're two young dudes who are into, like, extreme weird things. And we're just like, yo, this guy is, like, the coolest dude we've ever seen. He's just like, yelling at, like, everybody. And I, I didn't have anything for him to sign, so I dug around in my wallet and I found this this card that I got from Kaiser. I went into Kaiser for something, and they, they gave me this card that you put your thumb on, and it's like a mood ring, and it's supposed to supposed to help you uh, test your stress levels. It's a biofeedback card, and I had this, and I got I got the Sheik to sign it. He signed it. I still have it today. If you go over to the uh, Facebook group, facebook.com backslash IC Robots or IC Robots on the Instagram. You go over to there. I, I took a picture of it when... When I found out the sad news about the the, the, the Iron Sheik, and I, I, I'm still saddened. And he was an older fella, known to be in poor health, so it wasn't wasn't like a super surprise. But when when a legendary figure like this from your childhood passes away, it always it always really just like invokes a sad place in your heart. And with a sad heart, a broken heart, I have to say these words. I'd hope they'd never say. The, the Iron Sheik, they, they reminisce, reminisce over you. Over you. I see robots radio. I see robots radio. I see robots radio. I see robots radio. Alrighty, tidy whitey, it is me, I see robots, and we uh I think I think we're gonna take it home. I think we're about at the end of the show. I am so dad gum tired right now. I, I hit the I hit the gym yesterday, I did my lifting, I did all the all that good stuff. I I ran on the treadmill. I ran uh, half a mile, which is which is you know not, not like a ton, but I was I was running at full speed, and I, I felt good about that. I think that I think that if like a zombie were after me and I could run at like full speed for like a mile, that would be great. So that's that's what I'm working my way up to. You know, you gotta you gotta have these plans in place in case a zombie like chases you around. But then then this morning, a uh, a good homeboy of mine called me up and he's like, "Hey, do you want to uh, go for a do you want to go for a hike?" And I said, "You know what? Okay, yeah, I don't." 
I try not to turn down invitations like that. If somebody's like asking you to go do like a healthy activity, you should take them up on it whenever whenever you can. So we did that and man, now my feet are hurting. I am tired. I am broken in half. I I feel good though. I feel like I've I've got some good exercise in. It's nice when you get up in the morning and you get your exercise out of the way before like before anything else. So then the rest of the day, even though you're tired, you can still like, you can still chill. You can still hang. You can still do all those, all those things like that because you know, you got it out of the way. Sometimes when I'm like, I got the gym in the evening, I kind of, I kind of dread it all day. I'm like, ugh, better try to save some energy up because I'm going to have to go lift weights later. So I, I kind of slack a bit during the day, but, uh, that's neither here nor there. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that, uh, recently, recently I got a, I got a message over on the tweets. You can find me at Marvel Handbook on, on the tweet. Somebody, somebody reached out and they, they mentioned that it might be nice if I brought back the at the movie segment. That was, that was like a bit where I would talk about movies that I, I saw recently and do them kind of kind of Siskel and Ebert style, and I still go to the movies, like, twice a week. I still go all the time. I saw Spider-Verse. I saw this movie called Sanctuary. I saw this movie called Polite Society. I saw You Hurt My Feelings. I've seen Big George Foreman. I've seen a ton of movies, man, and if that's, like, if that's something you would like to hear me talk about, I'm more than happy to add it to the show. I don't even... I don't even know why it got dropped, but it, it got dropped at some point, and I, I don't know if you want me to, if you want me to bring it back, reach out in some way on the tweets at marvelhandbookfacebook.com backslash icyrobots. I just, I just opened up a new Instagram, it's called Video Store Stickers, and it's, uh, it's basically my collection of labels of video stores. You can, you can go over there, like that, and you can reach out to me, I... I really like to keep that video store nostalgia alive as much as as much as possible. Santa Rosa is now without any video stores, no video stores in Sonoma County. It's sad, it's sad but true fact of life. It's a fact of life. Things move on, you know. The the video store is great. It's a lot of fun to go there, but everything is at our fingertips now. So there is that. I I think that not everything that ever existed needs to exist for all times, but I, I do think that it's nice to kind of look back and reminisce and enjoy the times that were and kind of celebrate the times that were and see see what lessons you can learn from the past and maybe use today, maybe Maybe not. I don't know. I don't really know a whole lot, to be honest. But if you'd like to see At The Movies come back, feel free to reach out and let me know because I could do that super duper duper easy. I want to I wanna send a big birthday shout out to good homie of the show, Mark. Mark Alley, the author. You can find him at Mark Alley on the tweets. He's also the superstar behind Unprofessional Outsiders Podcast. It's a lot of fun. I did some production work there. If you like to, uh, if you like to hear those icy robot style beats, you can go listen to Unprofessional Outsiders. But happy birthday, Mark Alley! You're a good guy, good friend of the show, good egg all around. I hope you had a really good time. Hope you're enjoying your summer vacation. He's a school teacher, teacher of gifted children. It's nice, nice he gets that whole summer off to go and chill like a vill. But uh, I think we're gonna call it. I think this is enough show for one week. We'll be back. Next episode, I already got a good plan. We are going to do the top five sports of all time. We're going to rate football, soccer, uh, dodgeball, kickball, all these famous sports we all know and love. And you're going to find out which one I think is the best of all the sports. I'll say this right now. It's not professional wrestling. I'm not going to include professional wrestling on the list because I don't want to get into the argument about whether... 
it's a sport or any of that. I just want this to be a fun list. No wrestling on it. Maybe amateur wrestling. Maybe Greco-Roman wrestling. Maybe folk-style wrestling. I don't know. One of the things could possibly be on the list. But until we get there and until we find out, this is me, Icy Robot, signing off. If you don't like what's going on in the news, feel free to make some of your own. I um, am bringing order. And you know I got to have that. Some people listen because they want a mystery Some people listen, then say we're whack But if they miss the show, they get a heart attack Now look at you, you're sitting there, biting your lip The whole world sees you as a hypocrite Live out the first law and make yourself preservation If the show doesn't help you, change the station If you don't want peace in the world Love, peace, and happiness, and an endless world If all you want to do is keep the whole world back You're the one that's whack And we're Yo, Slick Blow. That's right. I see Robots Radio is a listener-supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. I don't think so. Yeah.